welcome to episode 132 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined by a um, electricity-deprived Matthew Figuero. Very rained out me as well. Man, why why is it every weekend there's always some other There's always thing. something. Yeah. Always something. I mean, get this this weekend, just load shedding is back, but not... Mm-hmm. Not just any kind of load shedding. Just they announced load shedding is happening, but then just at some points during load shedding, like by the way, the schedule's changing as well. <laughs> just, yeah, just just oh just gosh. to make it's it a bit just, a bit yeah. uh, hard mode for you, uh, changing the schedule out of nowhere. You know, not sticking to the schedule as well. Um, yeah, it's a great time. It's 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 good. So it's calm. I was lit. I was literally brushing my teeth this morning, getting ready to record, and then the power just started. I was like, uh, okay. "Yeah, it was weird." We like hit that hit that exact window. Oh like you're like, "Okay, yeah. cool, I'm setting up," and I'm just busy waiting on Discord here because normally I'm the late one, and I'm like, "Something's yeah. not right." And then and I then check I'm my phone. Like, Power's yeah. dead. <laughs> I even I laughed because I logged on now. Another yeah. message from you that's like, "Hola." Yeah, <laughs> like, because what? I was like, "Where are you? What's yeah. going on?" Yeah, I hadn't even seen your message by then, so that's why I was very confused. Oh um, but you you went on a sneaky run. You came I back. Did, had a quick shower. Recording now. Product, productive, great. So. You know, I'm recording on a MacBook because I reset my Windows PC for nice. all sorts of other reasons. Um, yeah, I don't have internet, so I'm hotspotting. So it's just a it's a menagerie of it's issues a, this weekend. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. We'll we'll get on. It's fine, get but on we that. here. We persevere We're here for you guys, force. for all of yeah, you yeah. listeners. Yeah, I mean, the the rain won't stop us. Escom yeah. won't stop us. Come Sun. rain, come snow. What what's that U.S. Postal saying? It's like come. they deliver. They deliver no matter what the conditions or something. <laughs> I, I don't know, but but that we basically the U.S. Postal Service mm-hmm. in um, podcast form. Although if we both don't have power, then you know there's not much we can do. We can't deliver your mail via podcasts then. That's literally the only reason we wouldn't deliver. It's no power. Mm-hmm. Well, if there was simultaneously no power, which could be a, a very tricky thing now, given that, um, like, so in Joburg, we, we have four-hour... Um, That's fucked four, up. What's the word? Four-hour periods of load shedding, right? Uh, it is messed up. But now it is now two times two-hour periods of load shedding, which means oh, at so any are point... They, are like, they breaking them up? They're breaking them up into two okay. hour slots. Two well, two and a half to two hours uh, two two to two and a half hour slots, which means that like for example, I had no power from eight to half past ten. But what if mm. and we both have no what if my power comes back on then yours does from mm. half past ten to one? Then at half past one, mine does again till like four and then it comes back on then yours does like they just Well this will this will be more of a problem when I when I move out time. at the at the end of the month because we're on different um municipalities i guess uh right now i'm i'm on the glorious but municipality like jeff where i don't get load shed so it's a great time uh, oh shit so you don't you're not actually feeding the pain of load shedding why are you like this <laughs> i should be there's a schedule saying that i should be load shed but it just doesn't do, happen like so do you have a government official staying in the immediate vicinity we used to we don't anymore well, um, don't tell the government that, or your parents will suffer. <laughs> our our ward is definitely very DA, so I'm pretty sure they would not give a shit about load yeah. shedding us to hell and back. So, yeah. But I don't know. I I I know that 
you know, every now and then the load shedding schedule affects me and then sometimes it doesn't. And then Jeff, who lives in Edenvale, but we're still part of the the same municipality. Um, he yeah. doesn't get load shedding at all. Um, but my city power, sure, they, they're on the ball with taking away your power. They're doing a thing, yeah. What a pain. A stand-up job at uh, depriving you of good, good juice. I mean... Yeah, there should be an award for that. But it's fine. We're here. We're going to talk about games. We're, going to, we're going to talk about the importance of of the Nintendo Switch during these trying times. <laughs> yeah. No oh my goodness, the Switch is a the Switch. Is, although <laughs> I had this weird thing. I, I think I mentioned it to you the other day. I was like, oh, I, I want to play some Switch in bed. I actually, I actually plugged in the Fire Emblem Three Houses cartridge into my Switch with the intentions of starting it. I don't believe you. Oh, it's it's there. It's there. It's right there. Um, so I took it up my dock and I got into bed and it's like, oh, it's flat. And I was like, oh, that's weird. It's just been in the dock this entire time. So yeah, went back, put it in the dock. Oh, no. So what happened was I, I put it in the dock and then I looked and I'd unplugged the dock from the wall for some reason. So I was like, okay, well, that that's it. So that I plugged happens. it in and I looked at the switch and nothing happened. Normally the screen lights up to say, you know, it's charging. And I was like, well, that's strange. So I take, you know, typical IT thing, take it out, put it back in, nothing happens. Oh so my. What the, what the fuck? So I, I take it out and I plug the power, the USB thing directly into the switch and it starts charging. So I'm like, uh-oh. Something's wrong so, with the dock. Yeah, I'll put it back in the dock, still not working. So I'm like, great, this is, this is just fantastic. This dock seems to be fried for some reason. Lo and Ish. behold, I, I, I search the interwebs, I search Reddit and... There aren't people with exactly the same thing, but there's someone who's like, oh, sometimes the switch gets uh, messed up and you have to unplug everything and replug everything back in in a certain order. So I'm like, that sounds stupid. But <laughs> at this point, you know... What a weirdly not, specific thing I'll to give, do. I'll give know? it a go instead of trying to replace this dock, which is a whole other thing. So it's like, unplug everything, plug power back in first, then HDMI, then the switch. And then it worked. The switch was the wow. dock was alive again. I'm like, what? Amazing. Why? Like, I don't I know. Wonder, I wonder what happened to it in the first place. Though. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Oh, you don't have load shedding. I was going to say maybe the the power trips or something. I my some... my best guess is that I'm sure there's some microprocessor inside there that controls. You know, it has to control Stuff. like the video delivery and the power delivery, and maybe that thing just got stuck in a weird state and plugging well, it back it, in in a way like power cycles it or something i don't know but uh, it's funny I, I had a similar problem with my work laptop uh on friday mm. where like woke up got, you know got ready whatever got to my desk flip open the push the power button it just doesn't do anything like literally no light no nothing oh, i'm like that's weird because I, put, I, I remember putting my laptop off yesterday so like the power didn't die or whatever and then just the thing of like it just wasn't coming back on and i'm like oh god i'm missing a stand-up let me just message the work group like sorry i'm having laptop issues mm. hold the button in does nothing push it a few more times does nothing then inexplicably it just turns on i'm like oh. okay i've got power but just a black screen for like a good minute and then it just on like nothing was wrong it, it went to my windows login i was like okay <laughs> you're just having oh a morning god. like what, what the hell yeah, it was weird. I tell you, technology, it just, it, it's here to fuck it's with wild. us. It's, it's really, it's so confusing. Um, 
Yeah, I've been having issues with with peripherals and keyboards for no explicable reason. Um, yeah, I don't get it. It's just here to mess with us. It's and it's so frustrating. Like, it puts me in such a bad mood when something isn't working, but I can't understand why. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost yeah. like it's it's trolling me, and I'm just like, God damn it! Like, if something wasn't working and it made sense, like, oh, this monitor isn't working with any PC, it's dead. Then it's fine. Then I'm like, okay, the monitor's dead, whatever. Something's but wrong. But if it's yeah. like, oh, it's working with some things and not other things, I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Explain. <laughs> Explain yourself. I don't, I don't understand yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. It's... I don't know. It's a real, real confusing and frustrating thing. What but isn't it, frustrating, it, though? It's, oh, you see, you stole the segue from me. I was going to oh. say... I was say, it doesn't matter how frustrating things get because video games will never frustrate you. Not all of them. Well... <laughs> some some will, but not some all Some will. Some will. But the games we've been playing this week, I well, I wouldn't call any of them frustrating. Uh, this Checkpoint Chat, talk about video games. Mm-hmm. And for a change, Matthew and I have been playing something... Well, we both played something at we the same time. And it's, uh, and it's new. Well, relatively new. Um, I mean, it's it's a week old, basically. Yeah, oh, it's a week. It, it, ba- it basically time, released yeah. released the day before we recorded last week. Uh, but we've been yeah. playing the medium, which is on Xbox Series X, uh, Series S, and PC. It's not on Xbox One. Uh, or uh, Xbox isn't it? One I didn't know that. <gasps> not on all the other consoles. Yeah, that is wild. Because <laughs> is weird because it doesn't require an SSD on PC, but it's like hmm. Maybe it's something to do with like the CPU having like the CPU on the old consoles being just really bad. Yeah. So. Also the the whole dual reality yeah. thing. I'd imagine it's a bit resource intensive. Yeah. So um, the medium is the latest horror game from, I would say, renowned horror veterans, uh, Bloober Team. They are the ones who they've made Observer, Layers of Fear, um, Blair Witch, which isn't good unlike the other two <laughs> um but they've kind of made a name for themselves for very like atmospheric um passive horror games in the sense that there's no combat uh, yeah Blair Witch was the same observer was the same um i didn't play much layers of fear but i believe it's the same so the medium is like that it's got a camera system from like old resident evil and silent hill games Mm-hmm. And it's mostly a game about um, avoiding danger uh, in yeah. some sections, but also just like solving environmental puzzles and reading up a lot on, you know, notes left behind by uh, other characters, um, seeing flashbacks to past events, stuff like that. And I really like it. Like I was prepared to go in here being like, you know, Blair Witch was really bad. I thought it was actually like a really bad game um mm. and the the sort of talk i'd seen before starting the medium was that it's okay so i was like it's yeah, just it's, gonna be disappointing it's like a bit mixed, yeah. I'd, I'd say from a lot of um outlets some people praising it some people like no nah, it's, it's fine mm. so yeah like no consensus of like wow this is a groundbreaking atmospheric horror you know, yeah, well, it's either that, it's either like getting really good like, scores <laughs> or really bad it's fine, ones. Yeah. It's it's very very strange. But I, I haven't finished it. You say I'm very close to the end, um, I'm but I'm having a end. I'm having a great time with it. I think it's it's a super atmospheric and very spooky game. I don't find it yeah. I don't find it scary. I find it more unnerving, and then yeah. especially the story 
dabbles in some very hectic subject matter, which I was not expecting. And that's really what's gripped me is the story is, I think is really yeah, good. I, I must say, so this is one of those games where I actually knew next to nothing about it. Um, I mean, I knew, I, the only thing I really knew was this this basic uh, mechanic, well, not a basic mechanic, but this mechanic where the the game's got what it calls, I suppose, a dual reality Mm. where the lead character can basically she exists in the normal world and like a, another play spirit or dimension world. like a spirit world yeah that's yeah. what it's called and the game so the, the way the game is marketed was like it, was, it felt like at any point my understanding was at any point you could flip between the the worlds yeah but that's, that's how I understood it as well that's not yeah. at all hard works at all it forces you into one or the other or both at the same time um, which is fine um, but it, it just presents interesting things where you, in the real world, you can see like, I'm in a hotel lobby, for example, mm-hmm. but simultaneously, I'm in some other weird world where it's like red and gloomy and full of, yeah, just very atmospheric and weird looking. Um, mm. But what I'm getting at is like, I, that's really all I knew about the game was this whole, you know, dual reality mechanic. I knew nothing about, you know, the story, anything like that. But I, I, I mean, I consumed this game. I finished it. I probably played like eight hours on one Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon and then like an hour on Monday morning to like wrap it up. And yeah, like there's a reason for that. I was just hooked by it. I, I really, yeah, my lens cassette, she was working overtime, so I had, I had free reign <laughs> to, <laughs> to do, do what I wanted. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as well. I thought it was a it's... great, great, great game. No, I wouldn't say it's like, game of the year material no um there are there are a couple not. of things i feel that hold it back but overall like i'm really glad i played it and it's on game pass so yeah no it's, a, it's a great really. it's a great game pass game because it's a like you said it's a no-brainer just to give it a go and i think the more people that give it a go actually will find that there's a lot there to enjoy mm. um so like you're saying the the dual reality system is it's almost used as like a set piece so there's certain instances where you will you'll be moving within both worlds simultaneously and some instances where you're, you're completely in the spirit world. Um, yeah. I do. I, later in the game, you come across a mechanic where you can use mirrors to kind of transport yourself between one or the other, which I find yeah. fa- fairly cool. Uh, but I think the, the puzzles that are designed around the dual, um, the dual reality system are quite cool. Uh, yeah. They're not, they're not like overly complex, uh, but they solving them still triggers that you know that nice feeling sensation yeah. um, in your brain of, of solving things. And I think the coolest mechanic as part of that is the what they call the out of body experience. So, mm. like for example, if you're in if you're playing both realities at the same time, and in the real world you come across a locked door, you cannot progress within the spirit world either because. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what's the protagonist's name? The I've name. actually just gone blank. <laughs> yeah, I was also there. I was like, ah, oh, it's uh, Marianne. Again? Marianne. Marianne. That's it. Uh, oh, so Marianne. You know, you, know, you know, I remember that because I just think of Afrikaans Marianne. <laughs> Marianne. <laughs> um, Marianne. She can't obviously walk through a door in one mm. place and not the other. So you have this ability to go out of body essentially where you're able to move freely within the spirit world and freeze your body in the, the real world for a moment. Mm. Like it feels quite long. They say it's like a limited time, um, but yeah, it's yeah. like a minute, but it feels maybe it feels like quite long. I've, I've never seconds, reached yeah. the time limit on that. So, no. 
Um, but essentially what that allows you to do is move into places where in the real world you wouldn't be able to. And usually that leads you to items that you'd need to unlock the door or uh, power something or, you know, stuff like that. You can't, you can't pick up a key in the spirit world and then suddenly have it in the real one. But you can do things like, I don't know why, but certain generators for like elevators are powered by spirit energy. So you can like kickstart a generator it's in magic. one world and then it's working in the real one. I don't know. Um, or you can you can discover certain um, aspects of of like an area, like pick up a note that tells you something about an area in one world that will help inform mm. you in the other uh, to go and find yeah. something. I think it's it's got a really cool flow of yeah. each of these little rooms are like self-contained puzzles and it feels cool just moving from one area to the next, um, you know, and, and just kind of making a way through it's, this. I don't know what it is. Is it like a, a, a resort in Poland and an abandoned resort? Yeah, yeah, it's it's basically an abandoned resort in Poland, um, which where has some like, massacre happened. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose we could bounce to the story where. So the, the the whole story, for the most part, is obviously Marianne. You know, she, there, there's a reason she's been called to this resort, um, but the note she finds like really fleshes out what happened at this place. And I must say, I was very, I was really blown away by all the notes I found because they're not like these lengthy, um, I don't know, volumes of like law, whatever. It's like literally a scribble on a page or a postcard, mm. whatever. But you find them so regularly that I, I was really enjoying finding them. It's like, oh my God, like, what does this say? Like, what mm-hmm. happens to this character? This is a note I found about this character a while back, whatever. And not only that, so on top of the note, you also find, um, I know, is it called like a memory echo or something where you basically can witness like a scene of two spirits talking to each other or something and also just yes. further, you know, fleshes out the story. You'll pick up, say, I don't know, like an old boot and there'll be like an echo on it which triggers dialogue of something tied to that object or something that happened in that room, whatever. And it just, I don't know, it, like you said, there's something about this game where there's such a good flow of none of the puzzles feel too difficult. Like... Mm. I, I don't think there was any puzzle where I was walking around for like an hour going, oh my God, what do I do here? Yeah. Like I just can't yeah. laugh me, figure it out. But it's still, it just ticks that box of like, you get that sense of satisfaction. Like, oh, I figure this out. So I can move on to the next area. Mm-hmm. Then you get to that area and there's like, there's a note and there's an item, whatever. And then there's another puzzle. You do all of it. Then you move to the next area. And it's just this really satisfying loop that's spaced out with these different flips of realities where sometimes you're living in both worlds simultaneously sometimes you're in the spirit world sometimes you're just in the real world and yeah i, I just think it, it creates it such a such an interesting dynamic and atmosphere that i really enjoyed exploring mm. and i think i think what what makes it worth exploring is is just the story the nuggets of info that it feeds you in a very yeah. like good manner like a very well-paced manner where it flips so effortlessly between very personalized stories based on where you are in the resort. Like you'll you'll um, discover like a micro a micro story uh, about like two or three characters within a certain area, but that will tie into the larger mystery of the place. Yeah, and it starts really delving into these very uncomfortable themes of uh, yeah. trauma and abuse, uh, which kind of inform the design of the spirit world that you're you're mm. exploring um i wasn't expecting 
expecting it to hit so hard, but the there are there are some incredible story moments where yeah. I was just like glued to the game, just like what happens next, what yeah. happened here. I want to know the context of why this character did did this. Um, yeah, and and the game the I'm game like, goes places. <laughs> yeah, I'm like curious to see what the end has to hold because it's there's a central mystery there that I don't understand. Um, mm. But the characters that are all in play are super fascinating. I think they. Yeah. They're really, really cool. Uh, the the one part that doesn't vibe with me so much, like I don't find it irritating, but I don't think it's as good as the rest, is just the stealth sections. Mm. Um, so at any point uh, while you're exploring, you can come into contact with this antagonist called the Maw. The Maw. And if he, he, it, she, I don't know, uh, grabs you, you, you like you it's game over. You can't fight back yeah. against it. So you your only means... Uh, of a well the only means of escaping is hiding and um yeah. and using your spirit energy to escape like get a get at a jail free card in case he grabs you once mm-hmm. um but i think the stealth is so weird it it never it doesn't feel like i'm actually being stealthy it just feels like i'm hiding behind something waiting for him to move up Go in the, the screen yeah. and yeah it it doesn't feel like riveting or, or it doesn't feel like smart stealth in a way yeah and i think the the fixed camera angle works against it in that way because it doesn't allow me to survey my surroundings i have to work with yeah. the viewpoint that i have uh whereas the fixed camera when you're exploring everything is really good at it's at, super uh, cinematic provide, yeah it it makes it so cinematic and so atmospheric because you can only see what the game wants you to see. So it's very effective at setting up uh, some minor scares. Like this game mm. isn't about jump scares, which I love because I think jump scares suck. Um, mm. there, there, there are one or two it, moments. There's one or not, two, yeah. but it's it, it's not it's not built up on just no. that. Um, it's more atmosphere and, and uh, just overall story that makes everything feel creepy and eerie. So, yeah, I like it. I also think it looks really good on PC. Mm. I think visually yeah, it's, it's quite... a beautiful game, yeah. Yeah, it's quite beautiful. So, yeah, it's it's a good time. And like it's you said, it's time. like eight, nine hours. So, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a weekend game. Yeah, Just just the fact that it's on Game Pass, sorry to keep hammering on that. It's, it's Because it's so important because it's a sort of game where a lot of people will look at it and be like, I don't know if that's for me. Mm. Um, and you might drop all your money on it and be like, shit like this is like i know you can't equate time to you know the value of a game some people will some people won't but like some people will play like oh like this is an eight hour game like damn like i got cheated you know but if it's on game pass it's there you can try it yeah. you might like it you might not like it that's fine you know it's just it's it's something i think more people should play and they might not realize that they'd enjoy that sort of game like i think it is a hundred percent worth playing yeah, um, I think there's there's very little barrier to entry in that regard. Yeah. So yeah, just give it and a go. Just just to sorry, double back on to the more quickly. Oh, the um, more v- <sighs> voiced by Troy Baker. Troy Baker, who yeah. I think does like that's it's so funny because we we both joke about Simon uh Krieger from Miles Morales, mm. which like you've pointed out, it feels like a very dialed in sort of performance of like yeah, it just, it, it's, it's so like, basic. It's like yeah. Troy Baker starring as Troy Baker I mean Simon Creek like it just yeah. sounds like him being himself whereas the more is like the shit this antagonist says and the the tone and how it's conveyed it's it's real real creepy stuff and I think it's like one of his best performances I'd say yeah. like 
it's not quite on the same level as say Joel from The Last of Us, but it's different. It's like a completely different performance from him. Yeah, I, really I, I mean, it. if if I didn't know, I wouldn't have been able to tell it was Troy Baker voicing the more because yeah. he's so like guttural and monstrous. Different. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's like and like you said, the dialogue shit. is super unsettling, and he sells it really, really well. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, when, when the Moors chasing you and talking about wearing your skin, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I don't want to yeah, be anywhere near you. There, there's some weird theme about skin in this game, which I'm yeah. still, I still need to like ponder on because I'm like, it touches on themes, but I don't quite get the skin one. Like, it's quite a big thing. I mean, at any point in the the spirit world, you cut through like literal skin walls. I'm like, what are you conveying here? It's and the more wants to wear weird. your skin and like. I it just know. keeps it's reminding just... me of uh, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Uh, that That's all it keeps reminding <laughs> And I'm just like, this is off-putting. I don't like <laughs> this, this is, at all. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the medium, I, I really think um, if you on PC or Xbox like, mm. and you have Game Pass, it is something worth picking up. It's not a long game, like eight to ten hours you can finish it in. Like, do like me, play it in one day or break it up over two or three sessions. Mm. And like, there's a there's an interesting story there. Um with like just light puzzle solving and very atmospheric exploration so yeah yeah it's great i i think it's i think it's fantastic um i really really like it and yeah it's got its flaws no doubt but i i was surprised at how much i liked it um mm, likewise especially coming off of blair witch which is actually just terrible um yeah. so yeah that's uh i should i yeah i agree with you you should definitely give that a go um outside of that i've just been dabbling with a bunch of games on ps5 just kind of like doing the pc thing of seeing how they perform because a bunch of games got um new additions or updates uh on ps5 this week so mm -hmm. i won't spend a, too much time on them but basically i i tried to control ultimate edition oh uh, from ps plus um, good game <laughs> yeah oh it's a fantastic game it's PS, fantastic it's, game. so it, it's it's on ps plus this month and it's on game pass so you have literally well no the ultimate edition not is not on game pass yeah but if if you've got if you want to play the game it's fine yeah, yeah. Just, if you, if you want to play game the game pass. yes 100 percent. but uh, mm. i think so the ultimate edition if you don't know is the quote-unquote next-gen version of control which isn't yeah. a free upgrade it's it's a bit of a mess that entire thing like yeah, uh, 505 weird. and Remedy were taking pre-orders for this edition uh, and then like a week before it was meant to launch they it was added to PS Plus um, and people on PlayStation aren't able to get refunds for wow. you know if they pre-ordered it um, and you can say yeah don't pre-order games but at the same time Control no, that was, feels a bit weird yeah, yeah it, it was meant to be a launch game uh, for the PS5 before it got delayed. So I can totally understand people who bought it in anticipation of a new console and then when the game got delayed, just said, well, I'll just wait for it, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it feels yeah. all sorts of shitty on that, you know, that respect. But essentially what, the, what it is is now control with the ability to run it at 60 frames per second uh, or at 30 frames per second with ray tracing for the first time. And as I'm sure anyone who, who's listened to us talk about control in the past will know that ray tracing and control pretty much is the benchmark to me. 
still like it is yeah, it's, the it's game you show people to be like execution. look how ray tracing can change a game um mm. just like making having like transparent and reflective glass at the same time um very very nicely diffused uh ambient occlusion and just reflections and uh, light bounces everywhere it's it it transforms the game like on pc yeah. when you toggle ray tracing on and off there is a huge difference to the visual presentation yeah. um so i was curious to see how that ran on ps5 because i know even on my pc if we don't use something like dlss um ray tracing really punishes your mm. performance and the consoles don't have an equivalent of that. So that means on PS5, you're capped at 30 frames per second, which makes control feel weird. Uh, I don't yeah. like it running at that. I guess if you if you came from playing control on, a, on an old console where that was the only option you had, you probably won't mm. mind it. But coming from PC where it's like 60, it just it feels like it doesn't suit the, the fast-paced nature of that game. It feels odd. Um, yeah. So it looks good, but I would not... I don't think I'll play much beyond what I have already at 30 frames per second because it just, yeah. even though it's a solid 30, it just feels juddery and not, it, you know, there are games like The Last of Us which run at 30, but it feels smooth. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. This does not feel like also that at all. You, you played Control on PC. So yeah. like you, you've had yeah, my brain is broken already. ray tracing. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. if you're none the wiser, you'll play it and be like, wow, this game is beautiful and, 30 fps is fun probably it's, it's yeah, the same it's probably. the same as like um to me miles morales is like as much as i prefer smooth gameplay i still play that mm. in ray tracing mode whatever at 30 fps just because it's so pretty but you but you see there's another example where i feel like miles even though it's at it's at 30 it feels a lot smoother than what control feels like oh, control just, just feels, feels stuttery i don't know I, I can't explain it just doesn't feel good um but so I suppose that that's that's a not really a concern, but well, concern slash question mark of the PS5 and Xbox Series X, like they are next gen consoles, right? Mm. And the one thing is like ray tracing is a thing. Like like we've said, control with ray tracing, it feels like a completely different game. It mm -hmm. looks like completely different. But like controls a last gen inverted commas last gen game with ray tracing. And if the PlayStation 5 can only manage it at 30 FPS, mm -hmm. which makes me wonder, like, how will future games be? Is it a thing of just learning to optimize and build specifically for 60 FPS ray tracing? Or are we just forever locked into 30 FPS ray tracing on yeah. current-gen hardware? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's the, the case. I think, I think it really comes down to the the graphics architecture that powers these consoles. And both of them are identical. And they both come from AMD and they're running off architecture, which is AMD's first stab at ray tracing at mm. all. Um, and if you look at their desktop GPUs, uh, they're powerful GPUs. But when you compare them to NVIDIA's GPUs on ray tracing loads, they are remarkably much worse. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like AMD, their ray tracing specific hardware hasn't really figured it out as much yet. Um, mm -hmm. And couple that with, you know, not having a solution like DLSS, which can offload a lot of, uh, you know, heavy performance by upscaling your yeah. resolution using AI, you really run into this bottleneck of, like, we can only do one or the other. Um, yeah. And I don't know how they fix that. Uh, either they, they go the nuclear route and the 
you know, the half step versions of these consoles, which I assume we'll get. I'm almost certain we'll get a sort mm, of PS5 Pro like PS5 and Pro, yeah. Series X times two. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get one of those My and maybe goodness. they will have new graphics chips from uh, from AMD that, you know, deal with this Actually load better. Deal with that, yeah. Or uh, AMD has said that they're working on a DLSS equivalent. So maybe that's something that can be patched in, you know, that these yeah. chips can support, that can start really taking the load off and letting game developers really push ray tracing so yeah i don't know because um, yeah like yeah. i i have i love my ps5 like i've really had a great time with it but i do wonder with upcoming exclusives like horizon zero dawn and god of all ragnarok where you imagine i think they're going to look beautiful regardless but mm. like ray tracing is the thing that people are focusing on like yeah. i think gamers do want that they're hungering for this these beautiful reflections that these pc gamers have been talking about for however long but like if the games you're getting now are, like you said, control just feels weird at this yeah, FPS it doesn't with feel ray great. tracing. I, I don't know. I just wonder, like, uh, like what, like what are future games going to look like if the yeah. hardware is really limited now, year one, if that mm. makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, you could just not have ray tracing, and you could have 60 FPS God of War Ragnarok and Forbidden West, and yeah. I think they're going to look beautiful regardless. Yeah, I mean, Control um, has a 60 frames per second mode now, which. Um, more or less sticks to that. So I think I was watching uh, Digital Foundry's video on it and it mostly locked to there. Uh, mm. But you lose ray tracing entirely. So, But again, it makes the game feel so much better to play. I mm. I really yeah, much the, prefer it at the high frame the rate. That smoothness, yeah. Yeah, so like that's cool. I, you know, I suggest toggling between the two and seeing which one you prefer. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a disappointment that the 30... Because I really thought, okay, I'll play at 30, but it will feel okay. You know, and it just, yeah. I just couldn't get past it. Um, Good Lord. So, sticking with that, uh, God of War, not Ragnarok, mm. just 2018 God of War. Um, <laughs> oh, we got early access code. We got early access to Ragnarok. Corey Barlog yeah. reached out to Corey, like Corey Barlog called guys. us up directly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that got War, a patch. No. that got a patch this week uh, to basically. It's not a converting to PS5 patch like uh, Spider-Man Remastered. It's still a PS4 game. You can still keep it on your external hard drive. But what this patch does is allow the game to push up to 60 frames per second with its resolution mode, similar to Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Ghost of Tsushima Mm. got patched uh, almost identically. So now you have this PS5 performance mode in the game which means the game runs at like a checkerboard 4K, so it's not a native 4K, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it now it's just locked at 60. And let me tell you, that makes the game really, really fun to play. Like that but, combat sings with that extra fluidity. But what blows my mind is that I played God of War on my base PS4, and to this day, I still think it's the best-looking PS4 game. Oh, yeah. And it's it, so ran, good. it ran... and. Again, I think you pointed this out. It's got to do a lot with the, I suppose, the artistic style um, where it, it just looks so lifelike mm. and it just ran so smoothly. Like it didn't matter how many enemies I was fighting at any time. There, there was never a, a drop in frames or anything. And like, I think it was 30 FPS, right? It was, but yeah, it, it was. It just looked so smooth. Like there was never an issue. So... I've been questioning whether I should, well, I've been debating whether I should replay God of War on PS5 because like, that's one of my favorite games of all time. That that game, 
I think is still to this day a benchmark of a prop like how do you do a narrative focused game like story heavy epic cinematic combat mm-hmm. like there's just so much going on in this game that it's really good but i'm like maybe i'll just wait for ragnarok and then i'll replay it yeah um, it, it, like it's set, really cool because it's almost like a, a wide linear game you've got this like hub where you can yeah. move between places so it's not open world but you have free uh, the structure is just so good like yeah it's and and it's really glaring playing the opening again because before you've reached the the lake <laughs> of nines the game feels very on rails it's on rails yeah and i didn't i forgot how extended that opening can be before you even it's have the big long. fight in front of your yeah. your house so but yeah i i never got the platinum for this game you did i never beat all the valkyries and i never got all the stupid crows so i might the, be tempted to just a, go at it again because mm. it's not look it's not a bad platinum at all it's just mm. the crows are a headache i mean go look up a guide because they are hidden in the most obscure places some of them but the the valkyries and the trials i mean there's two worlds i can't remember what they're called there's the one like, world. and something yeah that's in musheim and then there's like the mist world yeah the um, one at the well, maze yeah so like there are trophies tied to those if i'm not mistaken but the challenge is a lot of fun like on that in that lava world there are some trials which will really test you of like for example fight every enemy without taking a single hit or just survive this onslaught of enemies or you must defeat every enemy in this area whatever and it's just like some of them are very difficult but when you overcome them you're like yeah that's good Mm -hmm. and then the valkyries are just like these optional hard boss fights and they are a lot of fun like the only way I can compare it to something like Bloodborne where you, or like a Souls-like game where you fight a hard boss, like this is impossible. And then you do it, it's like, damn. <laughs> like, I've made this game my bitch. So, yeah, I, I'd, beat, I'd, I'd I beat some of them it. on my first run, but some were so challenging. Um, yeah. And I gave up on that Misselheim challenge. I think <laughs> like maybe halfway through where it was like, yeah, I'll kill these enemies without taking hits. I was like, fuck this. That was, was, that was like, one of the harder ones, yeah. Yeah. And it was like infuriating. You get to the end and someone like coughs at you and the challenge yeah, fails. Or like, no. like shoots an arrow from fucking miles <laughs> like, away. <damn> you. <laughs> like, God, I just hated that challenge but so much. Um, that game though. It's a so great good. game. It's Love it's really, game. really good. And it visually, it still stands up. It's still... Yeah, it's stunning. Like as like as uh, I said, it's stylistic and it's just got so much color that pops, like so saturated mm. and really really good. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, so that's yeah, it's got also it's on the the PS Plus collection. PS Plus collection, so yeah. If you've never played it, you can grab it for free on your well with PS Plus on PS Five and get that update and just play through it in the best way possible right now. Do not sleep on Boy Simulator. Yeah, boy do not sleep on Boy Simulator. Um, it's great. And then the last thing that I very, very briefly tried out, but I'm keen to get stuck into, is uh, Neo Two. So the mm-hmm. uh, they they called the PS Five remaster. Yeah, <laughs> they called the remaster collection. So these are full fledged PS Five like games. These are PS Five yeah. apps, uh, even though they're called remasters. Um, and they do things like I I think this is the same for the first Neo as well, but. You've got like 4K mode, then you've got performance mode, which is like, I think like 4K at 60, and then you even have 120 frames per second mode um, in Neo 2. So you've got all these performance options to really make the the fighting all smooth and whatnot. Uh, but I've never played Neo. 
I, I just, I remember playing a bit of the first one and like bouncing off of it because it was so difficult. Um, mm. And the second one, man, it is hard as hell. It's like fast and there's so many button combinations. It almost feels like a, a character action game like Devil May Cry or Bayonetta, mm. but with the difficulty of a very hard Souls game. So mm. it's like, it's all sorts of ridiculous Crazy. and like, I really need to get a feel for it, but it's, mm. it looks good. And yeah, I, I do want to play more of it. it it's yeah. cool. I've got a samurai sword and this other like ball on a chain thing that and I can turn into this uh, Japanese yokai monster at some points. It's really ridiculous and I like it a lot. <laughs> Nice. You yeah, you started I've, playing I've the, the first one. Hey. I I literally played like the first five minutes. I need to mm. sink my teeth into it this weekend. But yeah, it's cool. I'll, yeah, I'll try. I'll try play through both. I'll see. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't. I have not experienced this difficulty that you speak of because I haven't Your. gotten for like literally. I've probably killed the first enemy in the game. Yeah, um, I, I I can't I can't really tell if um I've heard if the second one's harder than the first or not. I can't. But I do remember the first being touted as like incredibly challenging as well mm. um yeah nice. it's got a very speaking, different pace to speaking to my language. from games so <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yeah that's well, that's games for the week well last thing i, I played this week i'm not going to speak about it too long but mm. speaking of brutal games i i had the urge to dive back into celeste because of course i did so i grabbed oh, yeah. the platinum like two or three weeks ago and there's no trophies tied to the free Fairball DLC, but I thought, you know what? I need to go back and play this this good free content. The and hardest part you, of the game. I forgot how hard that shit is. Like, <laughs> it, it's actually amazing how night and day it was between my first playthrough and my second playthrough through the base game. So remember, like I, I like any other person, struggled through the A, B, and C sides in the main game. But mm. in my second playthrough, I was like they're challenging but like i was still breezing through most of them mm. and some somewhere in my head i was like yeah i've played the dlc before i've beat it it'll be fun let me tell you that dlc is like tough did as it, nails did it clap some you. of the shit like it's yeah there were some rooms i got to where legitimately i was like i know i've done this before because <laughs> i've finished the dlc but i have no clue how i'm going to do it again yeah like, i just can't like how did past me manage this yeah, but then it does a classic celesting of you just persevere and you get to the end. You're like, I did it. And this is why I love this game. And you just keep going until you finish it. That last room, though, I still need to clip it out. But that last room in the DLC is like, it must be like a good two minutes long, I'd say. And wow. it's like a sequence you have to do without failing. And it is, you, know, you try again and again and again. But when you pull it off, it's... Like that is a long thing. section for Celeste. It's that is so long. It must wow. maybe like a minute, a minute and a half, but it's like this long, long sequence of things where you just cannot fail. Um, but yeah, when you do it, and I look at it now, I'm like, I could do it again. Like, hmm. not nearly as difficult. But yeah, I really, Celeste, I really time. need to need to get to it because, um, yeah, I, I I need to go back and finish up the B sides and all of that shit. Um, Do not try the DLC without having done the B and C sides. Trust me. The oh yeah, no, DLC I'm pretty sure I won't be prepared. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, that that is games we have played this games week. games we have played this week. Um, so just looking at game releases, uh, looking at game releases from today, the sixth of Feb until the thirteenth of Feb, just before Valentine's Day. Um, nice. 
There's only two games out this week, but both of them are quite big ones. Uh, we've got Little Nightmares 2 for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Nice. I still need to play the first one because apparently it's creepy and cool. Um, uh, a and lot the of people have fun. played it and really enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's on Game Pass now, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if it's on PC Game Pass, but it is on Game Pass. So I need to give okay. that a go. Uh, the other one is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury coming to Switch oh, on February 12th. Is that out 12th. this week? This week. Oh, shit. I need to finish up Astral Chain, which I've also been playing on the side. I am <laughs> stoked to play another 3D Mario game. And that Bowser's Fury stuff, I keep hearing from people who are playing the game for review that that thing is wild. Um, so I, Really? That's cool. Yeah. I've seen... There, were, there was a preview embargo that went up, I think, earlier this week. Um for the Bowser's Fury stuff and there's just like some really cool anecdotes there of how it like subverts the Mario formula in a really That's interesting cool. way so I am very <laughs> very you, excited for that I'll send you a good TikTok this week of like Mario <laughs> waking up in bed and it's captioned like when Nintendo needs more money it's Mar- they've just <laughs> Mario stolen Peach up. again They've, they've, they've just kidnapped Peach again. Which, like, I love Mario games, but let's be honest, the premise is basically like, it's Mario saving Peach. Yeah. So if there's, but I mean, it's no, there's no taking away from the good platforming every game. I mean, even presents. even Odyssey was that, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like, come on. Come on, How guys. many times are you going to do you this? Do <laughs> yeah, I'm excited um, for that, So yeah, that's it. That's it uh, on the release front, but yeah, that's cool. That's two very cool games coming out this games. week. Um, should get to yeah, game now, news. Some fresh, fresh gaming news. I didn't even know what happened this week. Because week news flew. news this week was dominated by financial results oh, uh, sorry, coming yes. out <laughs> and all that stuff. So yeah, there's a, there's a few things um regarding ea and regarding blizzard and activision and all of that so stuff first and foremost we got a new trailer for mass effect legendary edition which is the remaster of all three of the original trilogy games um and it is definitely a remaster it's still running in unreal engine 3 um it's still each of the three games none of them have been remade they've just had a lot of touch-up work um but judging by the the footage of them it you know it looks like more than just like oh we've upscaled these things um so they've worked on things like the ui the inventory systems uh very little bits of content that they've adjusted um big thing is the load times are much shorter um, anyone who mm-hmm. played Mass Effect 1 will know that those elevator rides in the Citadel were ridiculous. Um, oh, was it was it that whole thing of like, we're loading the next shit, but we're going to make you ride oh the elevator God. to hide the fact that that's happening? It, yeah, basically that. But the, the Citadel, like, you would have to, like, go to different rooms in the Citadel so often. So you'd be in these elevators so frequently. Oh, no. And it was just like... So, so what they've done is you now... Because there's often... um conversations between you and your party members while you're in the elevators oh, so no, now once okay. that once the conversation is done you can press a button and it will like end the elevator ride you know what i mean okay so you That's don't miss cool. those those pieces of context but yeah they're no longer i think it's something from like it came down from 45 seconds per trip to like 10 which is like, half a minute each time I mean, you take you an elevator that, that, that adds up super quickly yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that's out in May. Twenty elevator uh, rides. May. That's an hour of your life gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's not that's not super like outlandish. 
um, because yeah. you were on the Citadel for a long time trying to figure out where the fuck to go. So, yeah. Um, Stuff. Yeah, that's out in May. Also, a good excuse uh, for me to uh, now play Mass Effect. Yeah, you you need to you need to play this trilogy <laughs> for the first time because holy shit, what a trilogy! I if got you do judged not play on Twitter it by so then, hard I'll this be... week. <laughs> yeah, deservedly so. It's a fantastic People are like, trilogy. What's wrong with you? Have <laughs> you not played this? Yeah, and I nearly quit this which podcast because of it. Wow. To which I responded, you know, when Mass Effect was was out, it is when I went through my my multiplayer phase. Like I was putting all my time into Dota and Heroes of New Earth and all these multiplayer games. So single player stuff just took a backseat. All that fucking so, trash. All that trash, my goodness. All that trash. Yeah, that's coming out in May. How exciting. Your exciting. Um late yesterday, uh Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake. Um, it's delayed. Remake of probably the best Prince of Persia got delayed indefinitely. Uh, it does not oh, have shit, a new release date that. at all. Wow. And considering the negative reaction to the game's first showing, I'm not shocked. That game, man, that gameplay looked like like a mobile game. It looked bad. It looked God so damn. bad. Yeah. Um, like to the point where I would, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Ubisoft was thinking um, releasing footage of a game like that. So I don't know if that means they're going to do substantial reworking, but usually when there's an indefinite delay, that, that suggests to me something bigger than just like, oh, we need a few more weeks, you know, to kind yeah. of like brush things up. So good lord, yeah. Um, um, Activision Diablo yeah. Four delayed. I don't know if that's yeah. what you're about to say, but yeah. So Activision had their financial earnings and they made a ton of money on Call of Duty, and I think uh, Cold War was like their biggest Call of Duty launch again. Every year it seems like that record keeps broken. Um, <laughs> I don't know how though. To me, I'm yeah. like, are people not over Call of Duty? And then it just—it's crazy. Nope. It, it really is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. They confirmed that there will be another Call of Duty this year. Shocker. That's been the case since 2007. What? So I don't know why that's even news. Um, but the big thing was, yeah, Activision said that both Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 will not be releasing in 2021. Which is super Which is weird to me. Wild. I really thought yeah. at least Overwatch Two would be coming. Um, I also th- I also had a feeling that it was coming out this year. Yeah, but I don't know. the The more I talk about that game with my, my so my colleagues, some of them are like big Overwatch fans or were big mm-hmm. Overwatch fans, and we've just spoken about how it's such a I don't know it's such a weird thing of like. They, they've said Overwatch 2 is coming, which is cool, but then they're like, but don't worry if you've got Overwatch 1, like all Overwatch 2 content will still come to Overwatch 1, which means mm-hmm. the only reason to buy Overwatch 2 is for single-player content, which is fine. Yeah, that PvE but stuff, which seems yeah, but super like, weird. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, I'm like, cool, you'll get more Overwatch story, which I'm all, I'm all for. Like, I love the world of Overwatch, but it just seems like such a weird... Like, I don't know. I can't, can't wrap my head around it. Why would you do that like why not just keep mm. supporting overwatch one and then in like a year or two overwatch two is literally like the sequel a proper standalone thing you give people time to move over like i don't know it just seems a, a weird thing like they're, they're severely limiting themselves i feel but and I, I, look it's power to the players which is cool mm-hmm. but i don't know how many copies are going to sell if you're literally going to go across for pve stuff no i i totally agree with you i just it makes no sense. Like, I don't understand what they're trying to do with Overwatch 2, especially with, you know, it feels like to me at least that the sentiment around Overwatch 1 has very, like, really simmered down 
Um, yeah. It's become very lukewarm um, over over time. Like I, I, I don't I don't hear people talking about it as fondly as they used to, especially with regards to like casual play. Um, yeah. I know it's still a big game. Like it's oh, definitely yeah, no, getting no played doubt. by still lots of people. But I, you know, I don't see the same fervor around events and updates as as I used to. Um, and not only that, like when last did we get a new character or a new cinematic? It feels mm-hmm. like they've been super quiet on that front. So I don't know. It just seems like if I look at the year ahead, my bet was Overwatch 2, maybe like a Diablo 4 Alpha or Beta or something to like mm-hmm. give players a taste of that. But like on the Blizzard front, I don't know. We'll probably get new Hearthstone content, no doubt. Um, Starcraft 2 is like dead for all intents and purposes. Oh, it's like, done. They've even disbanded play, but the like, team who made it. So it's Exactly. Done. So like yeah. it's, you can still play the game, but there's no content coming for it. World of Warcraft, I guess, that just keeps churning money like nobody's yeah. business. I mean, but that just like, had its latest expansion come out and it's been received pretty well as far as I can tell. So like what does it leave on the Blizzard front? Like nothing really, just content within their existing games which is fine but it, it just seems a bit disappointing i guess i think they did say that a, a big remake is coming this year um Diablo and before probably. vicarious visions got folded into blizzard they were working on apparently Diab- a diablo 2 diablo remake, so look so maybe that's coming this year but but if, if we that ends up being like the warcraft 3 remaster <laughs> that's going to be a, another like, supreme disappointment exactly so i don't know it's i think it's just sad i guess because like when I think of when we were working for Lazy Gamer, mm. um, like back in 2015, 2016, like that for me was the heart of Blizzard when Overwatch had just come out and they really were firing on all cylinders. Like Heroes of the Storm was, was still pretty popular. Hearthstone was still, I mean, all these games are still doing their things, like mm-hmm. no doubt about it, but it feels like Blizzard was exciting and it just seems like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the same company, I guess. It's something no, about Blizzard, it that just feels off to me. Blizzard doesn't feel exciting at all anymore to me. Like No, which is it's sad because I really, really yeah. like Blizzard. The, like them releasing a game used to be an event. Um, yeah. Now, like, like, like Overwatch 2 doesn't move the needle for me. But I mean, I never no. really got huge into Overwatch. Like I gave it a chance. Um mm. But like I didn't even think I'll I'll dive into Overwatch two and even Diablo four. I'm like yeah I like Diablo three, but mm. like I don't know. I, Diablo four just seems like a course correction on a game that I actually liked. So I'm not actually yeah. sure what they they want. Yeah, I, I I don't know what what Blizzard's whole deal is at the moment. And you know, a lot of people just point at Activision and say it's all their fault. But at the same time, like. Blizzard has been putting out more misses than anything else lately. So that yeah. Warcraft 3 thing was a huge bummer. I it thought it was failure. just really yeah. bad. Uh, and so, well, yeah. BlizzCon's in a week, week and a half. So I'm like, what are you actually going to show? <laughs> You've just yeah. said no Overwatch 2, no Diablo 4. So what are we seeing? Yeah, what are we actually like, going to see? Know. Are we going to see trailers for both of the trailers, games and then know that they're not coming for at least coming, another year? Yeah. Like, that seems like a poor... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's that. Anyway. Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 delayed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, not coming just not coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gearbox, makers of mm-hmm. Borderlands. Yes. Um, they were bought by Embracer, which is the parent company of THQ Nordic. So, 
that's weird. Uh, they bought them for $1.3 billion. Um, apparently, this won't prevent them from continuing to work on Borderlands with publisher 2K uh, because immediately hmm. everyone was like, well, who owns the rights to Borderlands now? But again, yeah. I don't know. Gearbox is, again, one of the studios where they really hit hard with Borderlands 1 and 2 and everything since then really hasn't spoken to me at all. Like, Battleborn yeah. servers just got shut down completely. Borderlands 3... <clears throat> Borderlands 3 mm. hasn't really enticed me in the way that Borderlands 2 yeah, did. I, it's one of those games um, like, I'll pick it up yeah. on sale and it's been exactly. on sale and I haven't bought it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't know if they're worth $1.3 billion, uh, but... Yeah, that's quite a quite yeah. a deal. They're, out, they're, they're there now, so I don't know what they'll do, but they're doing stuff there. Uh, duh, 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 duh. What else? What else? Oh, PlayStation 5... Six. Oh, Sony yeah, confirmed that they've sold 4.5 million units, but also say that supply will be constrained at least until July, which lines up with, uh, I think we reported on it last week, uh, AMD's Lisa Su basically said that AMD's production is going to be affected until July, and the main yeah. um, victims of that will be consoles and lower power PCs, so... Everything's lining yep. up, and it kind of looks like until July you're going to be fucked trying to find stock for a PS5, um, and yeah, that will look, mean an Xbox as well because they run on the same hardware. Yeah. So, well, look, ex- uh, stock is coming in dribs and drabs. Like I know it's mm. obviously too late now, but this week, well, the, the last week I suppose, um, there was a third or fourth wave in South Africa mm, um, coming in March, I think. Which, yeah. So if you if you manage to get a pre-order and you'll get a console in March. And I imagine that in the next month or two, we'll keep getting like these little fun, little small consignments of PlayStation. So you just got to keep your mm-hmm. eyes peeled if you want to get one. Because I think it, I think the only people who don't have one are those who are like dying to get a console. I mean, if you want to PS5 at some point, maybe you're not lining up for a pre-order. But like, I, it's funny because every wave, it feels like I've I've had people tell me like, hey, I want to buy a PS5. Can you keep an eye out for me? And all those people that I've told, the moment I saw, they've all managed to secure a unit. So if you desperately want a PlayStation 5, you just have to keep your ear to the ground. And as soon as it becomes available, you will get mm-hmm. one. But otherwise, yeah. yeah, stock's just going to be normalized or better, I guess, from July yeah. onwards. We, so, we're still at least, yeah. I think, a year away from you being able to just walk into, a, walk store into a store or like yeah. open up an online store and just get one you know what i mean yeah um so yeah that's that's probably not million units in less than two months is i think it's real good i don't know how that compares to the ps4 but i imagine if there weren't stock constraints they would have sold a lot more yeah uh microsoft didn't reveal like specifics on the xbox like sales figures but um daniel ahmad uh Mm -hmm. who is on Twitter, I'm sure you've seen him. He's huge. Oh, I've seen him. He yeah. often tweets investor stuff. He says it's around 3.5 million. So okay, but I mean, it's not an official really number, but that's still not bad for the Xbox. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think sales constraints across the board are just doing all sorts of you know nonsense for Numbers. both sides <laughs> of that field. So yeah. yeah, speaking of sales though. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo also released financial results, and boy, is that Switch just selling. It's mm. it's now surpassed, uh, after 46 months, it has sold 79.9 million units. 
So it is now. Which is. Be- uh, what? Yeah. It sold more than. Um, the 3DS. The 3DS, yeah. And the Switch Lite alone has almost sold more than the Nintendo Wii U, which is crazy. <laughs> Just- uh, so yeah, it's like the the secondary console has surpassed the primary console for last gen, which it's, is just insane. It's mental. It's but you know what? Good, good for Nintendo. They, they, yeah. It's funny how they 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 go through these cycles of like this. It's a hit and a miss, and a hit and a miss. And the Switch is just like, holy shit, it's hitting, and yeah. I think it's just going to keep selling. I mean, it, like, I do wonder what what the next step is. Do we see some weird Nintendo bullshit where it's like, here's the the new Nintendo Switch, it's the same thing, but with a better processor, with a limited selection of games that only this hardware will like support. Like they did with the, they... the new 3DS almost. Yeah, which I'm like, please don't do that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Give me, give people the option, maybe like a mid-gen upgrade. Like here's mm. the Switch Pro, <laughs> which plays all the same games, um, but you can play it 4K or there's better battery life, whatever the mm. whatever they do. But don't, don't like lock out people with some weird new naming convention and like a selection of games that only work on new hardware like i don't know it just feels weird to me well nintendo did say that they don't have any announcements to make soon about new hardware um but last year they said or when did the switch Lite launch they said that they had no new consoles coming out and then they launched the switch Lite anyway so it was like okay Mm. so clearly you can't take their word uh, at face value with regards yeah. to that and there's so many rumors about a pro version of the switch coming out when this did year the switch Lite launch was it it, it was wasn't last year of, it was the year before it was end of 28 oh wait sorry allah 2019 uh, i think yeah 2019 yeah september 2019 okay jeez it feels like the other day <sighs> my, my it feels goodness simultaneously like four years ago and also the other day yeah <laughs> Just, it's, it's crazy. It's so weird. Um, um, yeah, one, that's one piece of news. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Are you, are you done with news? Are we done? Yeah, I'm done. Can go for it. You're done. Okay, I've got three things that caught my. One thing, the first one. I mean, not not a big deal to me, but interesting nonetheless is that PlayStation's exclusive baseball game is coming to Xbox, which I find mm. uh, MLB the Show, which I think maybe not the biggest hitting game locally because I don't think baseball is big in South Africa. Mm-hmm. But I do know that this game is a big deal for PlayStation, um, particularly in the States. It's like the baseball game. I think yes. it's just interesting that it's now coming to Xbox. But it makes sense given that Xbox doesn't really have a headline baseball game. So And it's, and it's published by Sony. So you've got yeah, which a is Sony PlayStation so game on... On Xbox. Yeah, on <laughs> Xbox. It's quite... So, like just seeing that box is cool. Like having know, Sony and, and Microsoft on the same box, it's kind of weird just, and rad. It just feels, yeah, but it makes me wonder like, so I suppose this is a very unique case where like I've said, Xbox doesn't have a baseball game, so they're not mm. really competing with anyone. It just opens up a whole new revenue stream. Mm. But I do wonder like, do they look at that and go, huh, we're actually making more money this way. Maybe we should put more games out onto Xbox. Like, I yeah, don't know. It could be. Can, can you imagine like, uh, I don't know, next year or the year after they go, well, we know that like Bloodborne's an old game now, but we're giving it to Xbox people or Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, I don't think it will happen, but you never know because they might think there's money to be made here. Yeah. What, like, what harm is in re-releasing older exclusives? I think, I think also, you know, being a baseball game and uh, the ma- Major League Baseball 
being the rights holders, they might have put pressure on Sony to be like, listen, for sure, we make, make us the we can keep the license with you if you you know extend your your target market or um do something. You know, we can go to another developer that will be more cross-platform. So yeah, yeah. I don't um, know. Especially with licenses like that, keeping things exclusive is tough. Um, yeah. It, that that's what makes Spider-Man on PlayStation so remarkable to me because I would think Disney would be like, no, we want this everywhere. Put on everything, no. yeah. Um, and I think just last piece of news: Battlefield Six reveal coming soon, supposedly, and it will take mm. full advantage of next-gen hardware. Cool. Which is interesting because, like I've just pointed, well, I pointed out earlier, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X still seem somewhat limited with ray tracing. But mm-hmm. if I suppose if you drop all of that, you've got next-gen hardware too do some fun physics stuff, destructible environments, whatnot. So, I haven't And I haven't it's going back to more Battlefield by... 3, Battlefield 4 days. Yeah, like I haven't been excited about Battlefield for a long time. So power to yeah. them to make it interesting again because I feel like Battlefield 1 and Battlefield... What was the last one? Five? World War 2. <laughs> yeah, except we went from Battlefield 1 to Battlefield 5, which... It's just weird. Oh, wait. Did they actually call it? Yeah, they did call it Battlefield 5. Shit. I actually yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you <laughs> anything about either of those games. Um, yeah. Look, I, I think they did okay. But I, I have fond memories of Battlefield 3 and 4. I really enjoyed the modern military shooters. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious to see what it looks like. Particularly mm-hmm. with, you know, this next-gen hardware. So... Yeah, I think we can leave news at that. That's um, pew pew and yeah. Cool. Um, Should we move on to questions then? Questions. If you want to send us questions, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com or you can grab us on all our social channels at checkpointchat on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, all of the good places. You can even send us cool tiktoks like maddie sends me almost every day almost you sent me a good tiktok oh yeah <laughs> that week. one with the screaming change. The screaming like gargoyle oh, fuck i loved it so funny it was so, just so, so left funny. field <laughs> it, it really encapsulates the feeling of being in lockdown it's so good my goodness okay we have a a lot of questions to get through so let's start with twitter we have a couple from meg so Let's take this first one. He says, Alessandro, for the past, I think Megs might have missed this because this was asked a while ago. He says, Alessandro, for the past, past four or five episodes of the podcast, did you slow down the ending music by a step on purpose? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's all to do with the sample rate of the project. We e- edited it. I can't actually remember why we changed it, but it led to this instance where I realized that one of our... Whether Why it's did the intro, it? I can't remember. My goodness. But we can always just change it back. But yeah. we now record at 48 kilohertz instead of 44.1. <clears throat> and that made either the intro or the outro song like super fast or super slow, respectively, because they're the, recorded the intro at a certain sounds, sample sounds rate. Sounds fine, though. I think the intro song is probably recorded at the same sample rate. But the outro song, I, I laugh because I, I um, export the audio to YouTube and I often have to like trim the end or do a fade out, whatever. And it is, it's like super mellow now. It's so, it's so funny. 
it makes me laugh <laughs> i almost don't want to fix it it's so funny I but yeah that's it, that's fine. the reason um maybe we'll update it maybe we won't i don't know um okay will matthew be playing the mass effect legendary edition fan made hd remaster or the original release um i'll probably play the legendary edition doesn't make sense to me to play anything else really given that the actual studio are doing a full-on you know spit and polish on the existing trilogy mm-hmm. um, and it's is it coming in one package i presume it is but it's still going to be three games so yeah. it's not like a it's not like well i actually don't know i don't know if it's going to be one client and then you can launch three of the games from their client or if it'll be like three just different icons banner. on your My i just goodness. know that they are still separate games but i yeah i i don't know when you download it on playstation will it be like you know like spider-man remastered and miles morales morales like two different icons on the screen i actually don't know i Who do knows? know that there is a a uh, s- synchronized character creator now so all the character creation options from mass effect 3 have been backported to uh, one back and two, two. Okay. so you can make a character in one that will look like the character you can have in three which is pretty cool because they which, definitely which? added a lot more options as the series grew yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is a very intimate, personal question. But which Commander Shepard do you play? Because I hear this is a big choice, a big life choice. Oh well. I mean, when I played it originally, I played as male Shepard, but I I have played it as fem Shep, and she is much better because uh, Jennifer Hale's voice acting is just phenomenal. Uh, who that's does, not to who say does male Shepard. I don't know who does the male one. He's not bad, like at all. But it's just a case of Jennifer Hale but, being incredible. I mean, I, I completely like I can understand that because I mean the most recent example for me was um Assassin's Creed Valhalla where I played 25 hours with female Avil and honestly the male voice actor just to me did a much better job of that character mm. like I flipped over and I was like whoa this is night and day so mm. I can completely understand how you like you've pointed out for example like she just nailed it better yeah um, it's so the like same that, way that, that, that like Cassandra to, in Mass um, in Odyssey, in Odyssey, yeah, was in Odyssey like she's much well. better than the yeah. voice actor voice actor for Alexios. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I I like Femship, and I'll probably play Femship. She's I'll just cooler. I'll probably play Femship as well. But I see. It's it's always like a which which command Shepherd are you? Yeah. <laughs> Mass Effect <laughs> nerds. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you get out of here? <laughs> Uh, Alessandro, as a connoisseur of yogurt, what do you suggest a person starts with to get hooked? Keep in mind, Yogi Sip killed all yogurt for me. Ugh. Hashtag Yogi never Sip again. sucks. What? I liked Yogi Sip. What's wrong with Yogi Sip? I mean, it's Sip? fine, but it's just, it's not yogurt. Like, <laughs> it's definitely it's not just, yogurt. It's just yogurt flavored water. Is that what yeah, you're trying to Yeah, it's just like, it's, <laughs> ugh, no. Uh, so, I don't know. If you oh didn't like goodness. Yogi Sip, I'd say don't start with a like a super sweet yogurt, even though I I dig them. Like I don't know, I find all fruit fruit uh, yogurts like very artificially sweetened. Um, mm. Strawberry is still really nice, but it's mm. still like I don't know, too sweet. Um, I just like plain yogurt. I get like full <laughs> full cream plain yogurt, super good. Anything full cream yeah. like lo. Low-fat yogurt sucks because it's, they just put tons of sugar in there, and you don't get the creaminess as well. Okay, there's we're gonna we're gonna fix your problem. Okay, there's a yogurt okay. at the greengrocer by my place. Okay. I don't know the brand, but it's like it's not a 
Parmalat or any of those the typical brands but they do their yogurt as far as i know is like sugar-free and like all of the stuff free but you do get flavors so there's like lemon and honey Ooh. flavor there's like black cherry flavor there's a lemon and honey yogurt flavor. sounds amazing there's malt vanilla flavor and let me Ooh. tell you all the yogurts are it's like the best yogurt i won't touch anything else now because this yogurt is just so good and it's like you you've pointed out you don't like the fact that yogurts are either too sweet or too mm. this or that, whatever. This yogurt is like phenomenal. So Do you smash those in your smoothies? I do, put them in oh, my smoothies. Yeah. And you're not going to be, li- I mean, it's not down the road for you, but you're going to be a lot closer. So soon, soon. Would recommend you you try them out. But yeah, I like I like them plain yogurts. I do like, Woolworths has a nice vanilla, vanilla yogurt as well. Um, but whenever I get yogurt, it's like full cream. Full cream is the... You do get the mm. ones that are double cream and those feel too much. Like it actually feels like it's becoming solid then and I'm not a fan. But full cream <laughs> yogurt, full cream plain yogurt, I can just eat that shit like all day. You drizzle a little bit of honey on there. Mm. Damn oh, nay. Mm. Um, okay. I think there was just two questions there for me. So could you guys explain Genshin Impact to me and why only now it's getting mask critic attention when it existed years before Zelda Switch came into being? No, it Did didn't. It? I didn't know that. Genshin Impact launched mm. last year. Genshin. Did it not just launch to the West last year? I don't actually know. Mm, I'm pretty Genshin sure. Impact Wiki. Uh, pretty sure it launched in 2020. Because that was the whole point. Everyone was like, oh my God, this is a, a gacha. It's yeah, amazing. initial release. 20th September 2020. I think okay, so it could be that he's mistaking like gacha games in general like uh, those have been around general, yeah. forever um yeah but yeah, genshin i mean impact came out in september as far as i know yeah genshin i mean when it was revealed there was all this like brouhaha over how it looked like breath of the wild you know what i mean um, and it does but it, really it does, does. yeah it, it really does it, it it has that like stylized um watercolor look to it but it's it's mm. a completely different game it's a gacha game it's free to play um you know i enjoyed playing it but i need a lot of you need a lot of time for this game and i just don't have that so whatever but yeah it definitely did not come out before breath of the wild it it apes a lot from breath of the wild and that's part of why people gave it a lot of stick when it was first revealed so goddamn and then last question will bungie make a single player game again or are they drunk on the destiny beer god i have no idea i think there was a, oh. a rumor a while back that they were working on something new that was a single player game um but i mean have bungie that, ever arguably made a single player game when so like don't get me wrong i know destiny is like a it's almost like a games as a service you, you do raids mm. xyz but there's always be i mean Pew Pew they Halo, right the og halos yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose, yeah, it is different. Like, Halo's got the campaign and the multiplayer separately. Mm. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I Sorry, what were you going to say? I seem to recall them having a deal with uh, some Chinese publisher. I can't remember if it was actually Tencent because Bungie is, you know, um, independent now. Mm. Um, yeah. But I seem to recall them signing some publishing deal for a game in the future that will be single player, but they haven't elaborated beyond that. Um but I could be wrong. Go down. But yeah, I'd be I'd be down for that. I still think Destiny is a fantastic game. Um, if you have the time to pour into it, it's still every now and then I boot it up just to mess around with it because it's still got like <laughs> just the best feeling going, shooting wow. ever. It's so good. 
Yeah, Destiny's one of those games where, I mean, we've said this many times. I'm pretty sure I would fall into that oh, yeah. trap oh, of. You would love that I just, game. I just can't bring myself to it because I, I say this ironically because I pull all my time into another shooter slash Counter-Strike. But I just can't see myself pouring my time into an MMO like that where I'm just playing for better loot, whatever, given that I've got so much shit to play. Yet I still play Counter-Strike. I acknowledge I have a problem. There's <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, I'm just going to sip my monster and not say a thing. Sip your monster, sis. I've already finished my Red Bull. Huh? Which, don't tell Lenska I was drinking. <laughs> She's behind you. <laughs> How did she know? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, unrelated, Lenska's nearly done with Immortals Phoenix Rising. She's like Ooh. in the last final stretch, I'd say. I'm going to have to convince her to come give her her impressions yes i would love that because i i've heard nothing but good things about this game so i'd love to hear what she has to say yeah like she consumed it as well she doesn't want it to end she says good thing uh, it's it's always sad when you get to the end of a game like that because you feel so empty by the end of it you're just like what do i do now it's simultaneously the best and worst feeling. Like, that was a yeah. great game, but I'm sad now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially when it's okay. a long-ass game like that. It's like, it's almost become, like, routine for you every day mm. to, like, boot it up for an hour or two. And now you're like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been, I've been watching it play on the side and I can't wait to play it myself one day. Sick. Um, when she finishes it, because she's playing on my Epic accounts. <laughs> <gasps> Um, okay, we have a question from Sam. I don't actually know how to say his surname. Is it Aberdeen? Ab- yeah, I think Aberdeen? it's Aberdeen. Yeah, Sam Aberdeen. It For reminds me of the city in Scotland. How do you pronounce it? Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yeah, Aberdeen. For both of you, what was the one moment in gaming that made you go, "Video games are amazing"? I think oh. from I don't know if you've got something in mind, but what comes to mind to me was one of my fondest gaming memories from when I was a kid was actually playing the first Half-Life. Um, mm-hmm. Realizing that this game is not a Mario, for example, where it's like it's just levels stitched together. It's like there are actually people talking in this game. There's a story here. Like I'm playing through a movie. Like That's what it felt like back then. But I suppose a more modern example was, we spoke about it earlier, but God of War is just one of those games where I sit back and I go, this is like this is the definition of a good video game it just mm-hmm. got everything it's got good gameplay good story looks great um yeah it just there, there are actually countless moments like that even i suppose one of my other favorite games is ori just as a a franchise i can show that to anyone and any any scene looks like a piece of art mm-hmm. like this is video games like it is art it's so yeah like mm-hmm. it's the best hobby in the world and i love it so much yeah i think i mean there's so many moments to pick from where i'm just like holy shit this is amazing but Mm. i think the two that really stick out for me um you know that's not to say this is the first time i thought this but like Mm. when the original portal came out like the whole idea of how this thing works like blew my mind back Mm. then i i remember showing videos to like friends and my parents me like look look at this thing you can you can shoot this <laughs> can thing teleport. here and then shoot it there and then you teleport there and that's how you solve this puzzle and it's like all the physicsy stuff around and i was like this is yeah. so cool this is like i've never <laughs> seen anything like this your parents are like we raised a nerd like, yeah shut up it's cool <laughs> <laughs> essentially um but i think also if, if 
I have to look at a recent example, like something like Animal Crossing. Um, oh, yeah. Or something sure. like Pokemon Go. Actually, yeah, it, that's, that also just came to mind. Yeah, that. Pokemon Go was a big one for me just because like I was at Varsity at the time and like, you know, I knew a lot of people played things on their phones. Like Shani used to play Candy Crush mm. a lot um, and yeah. people would always play little things on their phones. But I, I haven't seen a sort of like cultural like awareness of a game mm. capture such a wide like audience Pokemon like Go, I did yeah. with Pokemon Go. It was... It was mental to was, walk around everywhere. campus and see everyone playing it, like people gathering um, at points like Pokestops or, or uh, gyms or things like that. And like just this variety of people that I would have never assumed would be interested in something like that. Yeah. Um, so to see it reach uh, such a wide audience, I was like, wow, video games just have this power. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm actually glad you mentioned that because I have the same sort of memory of, I think we were at... We were probably eating at Rosebank um, at one of those restaurants in that outside area by the fountain. I'm sure mm. you know what I'm talking about. Cause there's oh, a I know, because there's a gym right there. On that, yes. Oh, there's a gym right there. And during the first few weeks of Pokemon, I'll never forget like sitting there and just watching. You could see exactly who was playing Pokemon. Yeah. And it was like mind-blowing. It was like every fourth person walked, mm -hmm. looked down, swapped or did something and then carried on it's like you're clearly playing pokemon go yeah and it was just like you pointed out it is a cultural moment where even non-gamers were like hey i've i watched pokemon as a kid like mm -hmm. i watched the show bits let me let me try the game and like maybe the player numbers aren't as big now but it really was a thing of like are you playing pokemon cool like let's go walk yeah <laughs> every, wanna, everyone was doing I, it I, I mean i met i met like gareth for example and some other friends at galulis which we'd never done in our life to just walk and catch yeah. pokemon exactly so, yeah. exactly that like the the number of times like i would i would see people walking around my area like you know i'd see people walking around like the little dam near me but <laughs> there was just this influx of young people, especially all with their phones. I mean, going to the the community days at like the zoo, just seeing all of these people gathered there to just walk around and catch Pokemon and like making friends, like this formation of a community in real time in front of your eyes. I think that's what gaming is so cool. You know, what's so cool about it? Like you always hear about the bad aspects of the communities that it fosters. And yes, mm. that is still a thing that I think gaming needs to confront. But Pokemon Go was just this really wholesome, like Moment. flash in a pan of everyone coming together and just being stoked yeah. to catch these little like digital monsters. It was really, really cool. Yeah. But I, and I, I think you, you mentioned it like that is not the first moment, but there mm. are moments like that, that, have happened throughout my life where if, whether it's a single player game or multiplayer game like just as a dumb example I'll, I'll never forget getting ADSL um, and playing Counter-Strike Source Online with friends I was like mm -hmm. this is wild I don't have to like crazy yeah. computer to a LAN or anything I'm at home <laughs> playing and I still do this do that to this day and there's just there's countless moments like that you mentioned Animal Crossing mm. I mean Animal Crossing is one of those things where it launched. It was like, this is a wholesome game. And the next thing you know, like every week, there's some news story. Yeah. Like G Gary Witzer is now hosting a talk show on Animal Crossing. And now the celebrity is playing Animal Crossing. And it's just everywhere. There's something, mm. some other thing. And it's just like, it's, it's allowed good, people to, you know, you hear so many anecdotes of people like Animal Crossing is the game I needed this year. And it's like, yeah, yeah. that's what's cool about that's, video that's games. Gaming. It's like, they yeah. can have, 
that can have an impact on someone so you know profoundly that they can help them get through mm. hardships um and i found yeah. that incredibly cool uh, i think mm. to think of video games as just this play thing is so rudimentary when they can be so I much think, more than that and i think so you don't understand yeah. i think people who say that like just don't understand they don't get it like yeah you'll never understand it. until you experience it yourself like that's yeah. just the hard truth i think but yeah thank you for the question sam that was it was a good one it's goody uh next question comes from Tyron Armstrong at Oddly Otter who asks <laughs> that's a cool world. handle I like that <laughs> Oddly Otter he's a good dude he pops into my streams every oh, now yeah? and then say what's okay. up he asks imagine a world where you have no power due to load shedding and your switch has no battery how do you survive so called what Saturday what games would you play <laughs> otherwise Saturday as we <laughs> like to call it you know these days uh, what board games would you play hmm huh. I don't actually know I think I'm not huge what into board one, games. Yeah, I must say, like, board games, I, I appreciate them. And the ones that I've played, I've really enjoyed. But, like, it feels like a cop-out mm. to say 30 seconds or something. Because if you play enough 30 seconds, for example, you get people who just memorize the cards and they cheat. And it's not a good time. Monopoly is, like, mm -hmm. as much as I like the idea of monopoly of like oh monopoly that's cool sucks. i'm gonna buy some property and it's like you get to a point where one person just destroys you and you just cry as you have to pay rent it's like lenska's dad really good at monopoly destroys us it's <laughs> and apparently monopoly sucks. he did that to them and their kids as well i was like that is a hard lesson on actual life <laughs> <laughs> you've got to pay rent you have no money you got debt to pay <laughs> like, time you teach oh my goodness too early <laughs> it's bad um, lessons as well because the bank will just bail you out that doesn't happen in real every life time. unless you're a bank uh every time you pass go you get 200 dollars. that's not true where yeah, real God, life do what I a great drop? time yeah i just pass through every like week i get a, a paycheck that's not true i gotta work for that shit yeah um but i don't know i've played i've played a couple of board games that i and what amazes me is that we so we're into video games right mm -hmm. but board games is almost the same thing in that there, there are a whole lot of different genres there are so many to choose from like every year there are new board games being launched and it's such a big they scene provide, it's so big they provide like video games completely different experiences which yeah. is just wild to me because at the end of the day it's like you know to boil it down to rudimentary elements like you've got a board you have like dice or pieces and just a set of rules that changes how you play the game mm. um yeah I, it's a good time but i, I can't I like, say i'm big into I like board games, games from the like design perspective because they just like it's really amazing how many different types of games have come from you know fairly simple rule sets um mm. but yeah i i mean okay board games and tabletop games and role-playing games aren't all equal but mm -hmm. I've never been able to get into like role-playing games like you did um, when you played with yeah, was, Garth and Abby. I was going to say, yeah, um, sorry, Karen, I yeah, I, I just, I just never got into that. So like, I, I'm not a huge fan of board games. Like, I wouldn't mind playing Scrabble here and there, even though I'm terrible at it. Um, but I did, um, a friend of the show, Neelan, um, he hosts a board game podcast uh, called Board Game Barrage, which is really good. And... Mm. Um, there's been times where I've visited him in the States where he's uh, been playing like an intense uh, board game with people um, and just watching like 
watching how complex the rule sets can get and mm. how they make different styles of games is like really fascinating to me um even though i haven't dabbled in that world myself but i know so many people who spend so much money on board games um yeah you know because that is like because it's so gaming much. Be expensive holy hell yeah board games can also be expensive <laughs> oh yeah that can be so expensive and they you know just like video games they they provide entertainment so yeah i i would love to get more into it i'd have to like really i think dedicate myself to be like no video games only board games but i think there's a lot of cool stuff there that i think both of us would actually enjoy if we if mm. we were exposed to it give us yeah, suggestions just, just, yeah, just on that. So I've I've often played like games once off, um, mm. like you know with friends. Like, hey, we've got this board game. Let's play. And I must say, I've never once left and gone like, oh, that is a waste of my time. Like, yeah, I've exactly. Enjoy yeah. whatever I've played. But you mentioned um, Pathfinder mm. earlier, and that is for all intents and purposes like D and D, just a different franchise, I guess. Similar rules, that sort of thing. I played with um, Garth and his wife and a group of people for years, and I really enjoyed it. But like it is a time commitment mm. that is the thing of we used to meet every friday from like half past six seven and play to like 11 12 one in the morning every mm. friday for like three to five years and like i really enjoyed it i really really did but it's just like it's a massive time commitment i enjoyed your tweets um, about it that was quite fun when you oh were yeah, like live tweeting your sessions there's the thing that the thing that board games like that have over gaming is that there's no software limiting you that's a hundred percent if you want to try to do something you can do mm. it and the gm has to react accordingly i think that's like, what's so cool about you, them yeah yeah you're confronted by three goblins what do you do it's like well i want to talk to them okay you talk to them roll for it whatever and it's like i want to sell them shoes like you can literally do whatever <laughs> the hell you want if you can rationalize it and if you get good roles like you run with it and it's a lot of fun like it really gives you an opportunity to flex creativity and just do things differently i guess that games don't that's necessarily why, let you do that's why i think you'd like playing games like divinity 2 or yeah Baldur's that's, Gate that's like they're like that yeah yeah it's like a, a blur of the two i guess they're built um, on that rule set yeah which yeah. i think designing a digital game that has to mimic the <sighs> freeform nature of a gm must be a, a nightmare Insane. like i can't imagine how yeah. you manage that um yeah it seems people really dig Baldur's gate 3 so far so yeah good stuff okay Thank you for the, the question, Oddly oh, Otter. Yeah, That's it. thank you. Um, we have two more questions on Instagram. So this one I don't understand. This comes from, uh, I think this is, I could be wrong, but I think this is also Trebs on Twitter. It's Z underscore Z underscore Z01. I, in my oh, head, Trebs. I have a feeling. Yeah. Is it Trebs? It he, seems, I think it's yeah, the same person. If, if I'm thinking who I think it is, then it's, um, he used to be a big, um regular when i used to write at egamer and stuff like that so okay yeah that's cool I what's could, up could be wrong i think it's him <laughs> this <laughs> comment makes me laugh though because it says agent on ps5 thoughts oh god Question it's mark. never coming Cry uh, so then it is him because he's he's been harping on this agent thing forever Tell that, that game is agent? so dead in the water it's 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 not even funny it's hmm. gone forget about what the hell it. Is agent Agent was this game announced by Rockstar that was going to be an exclusive for PlayStation 3. And then just, it was announced <laughs> and then never spoken about ever again. You know what they did? They said, you know what? You know what? Let's Agent. make let's GTA just, 4 instead. Let's just relaunch GTA 5 again. Yeah. 
No, Agents is not coming. Uh, That thing is... I would love to know the story behind it, like, because it was announced. Like, there must have been some sort of, like, design doc and plan in place for it, like... But it's just this, like, nebulous secret that no one knows what happened to it. Um, So I'd love to know that, but I don't think it is ever coming out. Hilarious. I had no idea what that question meant, so I'm glad that you... Because it it was, like, agents in PS5 thoughts. I was like, is that a typo? Is he asking (laughs) about the PS5? Okay, and we have a lot... Well, I suppose it's a two-part question from Best underscore Bash. Good good guy, Keegan. He says, I missed the PS4 gen, but we'll have a family PlayStation 5 soon. Suggestions on games for all ages, and then comma, and suggestions for someone who isn't that young, which I presume is him. <laughs> so I think he's got um, younger brothers, so I mm. think he wants recommendations for for them, and then obviously for himself. So shall we start with the, the age-friendly games? Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom. Look, that's not even a kid recommendation. That's an everyone recommendation. Yeah, you that should game play that is game. just too good. So good. Um, I've, I haven't played this myself, and I, I will rectify it soon. But I think Ratchet and Clank is a yes. good, a good 100%. middle ground. Not only for again, not just for kids, but for all ages. What and a it's great only, game, yeah. I'm trying to think what I can recommend. Lenska plays after Immortals, and I do think Ratchet and Clank might be a, a nice. It's not quite the open world game, but I think. Mm. It might be palatable. It's a solid game. I love that game. Mm. Like that remake is so so good. And yeah, it's still. Yeah, I've got that a on PS4 Plus, game, but so it's so good. Um, yeah. Sackboy. Sackboy is pretty oh, good. Sackboy is a good one. Um, I still need to play that. My goodness. I'd recommend that. Um, what other old age games? I'm trying to think now. Can Rocket play League. Bug snacks. <laughs> bug snacks. Yeah. Rocket League. Bug snacks. Get them hooked on Fortnite. If they're young, they're probably already playing I Fortnite. I mean, they so. probably are. Ma- Minecraft is also just a... Oh, that's one game, I think. It's so funny because it's like in, in my day, like Lego was the thing of like, it's it's educational because they get to play and build and Minecraft's mm. like that, but on a much larger scale. Just mm. I think it teaches... It l- lets kids be creative while getting them to think outside the box and problem solved to degree if you're trying to mess around with like redstone or just some of the stuff that game has i think um, and i know i know keegan does play minecraft so i would believe that's a recommendation i think the uh, spider-man games as well um those are yeah those are now i think easy enough to get into and yeah again, i think i it's, think it's Spider-Man like they, crying out loud they're content friendly for for younger audiences and i think they would manage just fine playing them and they have fantastic games mm-hmm. as well that i'd recommend to everyone so yeah, Sony has a good portfolio of games that can be enjoyed mm. by most audiences. So, Everyone. yeah. And if you're looking for, if, if Best is looking for recommendations for himself, I mean, where do we even start? Demon There's Souls, Demon Souls, sure. Bloodborne, and God of War, and this whole backlog of PS4 games that you can just enjoy with the PS Plus collection. Yeah, so, the great part is that most of them are on there, so yeah. you can you can try most of them on there. I think the only ones that you'd have to buy are like. Demon's Souls for sure, Last of Us 2, but Horizon's uh, on there, God of War's on there, Ghost, Persona's on Ghost there. Ghost of Tsushima's not on there. But oh I yeah, mean, Ghost of Tsushima. You've got, you got plenty to choose from, even, um, what else is on there? There's something uh, that's gone now. But Days yeah, Gone is on there from. if you want to play a bad game. <laughs> I don't know, I, I didn't enjoy Days Gone and I'm always surprised by, so I'm part of a... A South African PlayStation group on Facebook and people regularly posted like I picked up Days Gone on a sale and I, I think it's like one of the best PlayStation games I'm like 
Listen, they uh, did a lot of work to that game post launch. I think they've improved. Yeah, I think when we played it was like it was not good. It was it was okay. And it I still think I, I still think yeah. a lot of that comes down to like how bad that story is. Like it's just so fucking shit. I just <laughs> oh. Deacon is just such a crap character. I just really don't like him. Um, yeah, but, may- but maybe yeah. they've improved it. Like, I don't know. Cause I yeah, think maybe they just replaced PS5. him with Joel. <laughs> it's like the Joel prequel. You never know you need it, but it's there. Yeah. What happened to Joel before he met Ellie? Well, <laughs> he was this he asshole was a biker. biker called Deacon. <laughs> and he changed his name. Yeah, he had some surgery. But yeah, there, there's plenty. I think just that PS Plus collection alone is like... That that is the PlayStation library of exclusives that you mm. should definitely visit. There's and there's a lot of there. hours like, there because those exclusives are all fairly long. Yeah, I mean, and there's something for every difficulty level. Like, I'd recommend Bloodborne, but I know not a lot of people will deal with that bullshit of dying repeatedly mm. and going back to it or whatever. If you don't want to play that, play God of War because it's like, in terms of difficulty, it's almost like Bloodborne Light, where it's a lot more forgiving, but you still get that good, satisfying combat. So, And yeah. like Persona 5 is a 100-hour game, so <laughs> chip away at that over time, you know. I Or just get Persona 5 Royal, which... That's not yeah. on the collection, sadly. They only got no, no, the yeah, but that's what I'm original, saying. Which really sucks. I really yeah. want to try Royale, but holy crap, 100-hour game again. You can do it. It's a lot of time. Well, you're going to play some Fire Emblem 3. So, goodbye. Yeah. Fire Emblem Three Houses, now that my Switch dock is working. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I think that is all the questions, all the recommendations and all the questions. Uh, if you want to send us questions like everyone else did here so lovingly. Yeah, thank uh, you. There's some, some good questions this week. Yes, very, very good. I, I quite enjoyed a lot of them. Um, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on social media at Checkpoint Chat on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. DMs are open. Send us stuff. Um, send us your favorite board places. games. I'm curious. Mm. Send us money as well. We're curious to see how rich you are. <laughs> you have to send a lot, just just a bit, so we can get, get an idea. It's fun. Don't send us just money. a little bit. It's fun. Send us love, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, send us send us digital hugs. Send us Dogecoin. Alessand- it's going to the moon. Alessandro's moving moving art. He needs money. He yeah. needs money to get set up in life. Right. Send me cutlery he and pots and pans. A, a broom, a dustpan, yeah, cutlery. Pot. Oh my god, the, the, the initial shit. setup cost is Yo, just like it's a lot. Like I told you before we started recording, it's like you don't realize what you need until you don't have it at that moment. Yeah, but like my example is like shit. There's dirt on the floor. Let me just sweep it up. God damn it, I don't have a broom. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, army of Roombas, that's what's happening. What are you pointing at? <laughs> Matty got distracted. Oh, Lensko's pointing at the broom like I was literally asking where the broom was. Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't sweep in my life. Whatever. <laughs> you cut the grass, that's it's it. okay. You cut the grass, good lord. Um, yeah, that's episode 132. 132. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening, putting up with our technical issue bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. But we did it. We made it. Made it, fam. Inching closer nice. and closer to 150 episodes. Can you believe it? I think... So I don't want to make false promises, but I do think that next week, God, God willing, or God deity willing, willing <laughs> uh, might be our first video recording if yeah. not next week definitely the next week we are inching closer and closer we 
we have assets lined up we're just waiting for them and yeah then you can actually go to youtube and look at our pretty faces while mm-hmm. we talk mm-hmm. nonsense hopefully my webcam my is still morning, working no. by next week who the fuck knows everything's just dying <laughs> oh at the moment God. so oh no <laughs> that'd be great that yeah that'd be great but yeah, yeah, um, yeah I'm looking forward to that, but we will definitely communicate that. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping for for it to be next week, and then you can see our lovely faces. Then I have to do my hair. I have to do my hair. Your hair. My hair. It's fine. I'm just uh, going to roll Thank out you so page. much for listening. We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Okay, bye.